Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Sporting 160EM Podcast. We're on episode 159 and we've got a very jam-packed episode for you today. But before we get into that, let me introduce you to my co-host first, the main man from Toronto, Danny. How are you doing today, man? Going good, going good. Uh, uh, excited to uh, finally back to winning ways, which you know I'm happy about. Uh, Champions League coming up this week, which I'm shooting my pants about, but we'll all get into it uh, soon. And uh, yeah, glad to be on for another pod, boys. Most definitely. And last but certainly not least, the main man, the patron, is Steph. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing pretty good. I miss doing podcasts with you guys, you know, because of my job and uh, my busy life. But here I am today, so so let's get it going. Yeah, without further ado, uh, just before we start, though, um, it actually came to my attention the other day that it's been five years since we started this podcast. Our first upload yeah. to YouTube was, uh, I think, five years ago on Transfer Deadline Day when it was just me and Steph. Uh, which I believe was the season we had like Cohen Trowell sign and Matthew sign and that season. So yeah, five years. Steph, favorite memories from the 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 entire five year run? There's so many I can't even tell you, but uh, I do remember you and I talking about it, and it, we we initiated the podcast with just uh, without the video. It was just our lovely voices, and uh, we evolved uh, tremendously. Um, and uh, I'm glad to say that, uh, you know, we have such a great panel with Danny and uh, Chris and Nandinho. It's been amazing. And, uh, you know, if you look back and what we were and what we are today, it's just amazing. And uh, it's thanks to all of you guys. And, uh, and thank you for that. Most definitely. Uh, Danny, do you have a, a favorite moment throughout the five years? Uh, I mean, it has to be talking to uh, the main man himself, Bruno, right? Bruno Carvalho, the Dr. Bruno Carvalho, president. Um, but man, there's been so many. We've 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 got to connect with so many people online, which has been like my favorite part. Um, we were just talking about Steph's time out in Portugal and and all of that. And last year when I went, for example, me and Lauren linked up, watched uh, Spartan games together. I met up with Kevin uh, after the IS game. Me and Lauren went to the museum together. Um, got to meet a few of you people, you know, from online in person, which has been, I think my, my, like the, the, the best thing to come out of this podcast for me personally is, uh, meeting fantastic people online and then also getting to a chance to meet you boys. I'm still dying to meet you two in person that we need to handle, <laughs> but, uh, luckily got to meet Chris already, but yeah, that's, that's my favorite. Yeah, most definitely. I agree with the, the Brindley Cavalier one, but also an underrated one, I think, was with the Azbaijag and also uh, Nuno Sosa, the one as I get I talk, yeah. spoke about quite a lot. If you haven't watched them, like I know it's a bit in the past now, but I think they still hold up to be quite good episodes. And then, like you said, being able to meet so many people, even I like, just speak to people on Twitter, I suppose, and like through DMs yeah. and group chats and things. Uh, yeah, and hopefully, like Lauren says, one of these days we'll, we'll get we'll get Nanny on the pod, but. Um, yeah you never know but strange things to happen i suppose um but without further ado let's get on to the twitter questions we've only got three of them so we'll try and go through them quite quick so we can get on to the the main stuff uh let me just get that open uh we'll start off with uh nuno gabriel uh long time fan of the show and great friend of, of all of ours um he says given our transfer market are we fucked or are we fucked uh, <laughs> Steph. Steph, I think you're the, you're the man to handle this one. What are your thoughts on the transfer window? We haven't actually spoken about it because we had that quiet. We had a, a two-week hiatus. What were your overall thoughts on the transfer deadline day, especially in the window in general? 
I, I still feel that that uh, we missed the uh, the opportunity to get a a, a good striker. Uh, I, I like Nevada from uh, Gilles Vicente, but uh, I agree with uh, the administration. I'm not buying him because they were asking for too much money. I think it was uh, $9 million for 50% of the pass, yeah. which that's insane. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't pay it myself. Um, but that's the only area I see that we lack of. I mean, uh, I am a friend of Paulinho. I know he misses a lot of goals. That's without saying. Uh, but, you know, let's give the benefit of the doubt and see what uh, Artur has to give us. Artur, yeah, so so we'll see. Um, but I think overall, we actually got some pretty good acquisitions. I like the center back. Um, I like the um, uh, Morita. I think he's uh, a nice addition to, to the team. I like the, the last one from uh, from Greece. He could be a number six or a number eight. I don't know if most people know that. Uh, so, you know, let's give them a shot. And uh, uh, I think it was just a speed bump the last uh, two losses against Porto and Chaves. Chaves, I was there live. So, believe me, it, it did hurt me a lot. Uh, but we could have resolved the game in the first half. Against Porto, we had the best chances of goal, even though Porto scored three times. We could have scored easily five goals, but we didn't put the, the, the ball in the back of the net. Um, but I'm content with the acquisitions we got. I think we we could have gotten a striker, and that's the only negative thing I, I, I should say. Yeah, they ask you as well. Um, but from what I saw, you can sort of see it's building for the future as well. There were, I think most of the signers were under the age of 25, yeah. definitely all with, with high ceiling if you look at sort of potential and age. But what were your overall thoughts on the window and, and deadline day as well? Um, I'm, I'm with Nuno Gabriel. I, I, I think I, I agree with his second option. I think we're fucked, um, personally. I, I, I only say that because... Uh, I think every position we've gotten has been a downgrade, you know? Like, we replaced Sarabia with Trincao. Okay, fair enough. Very hard to replace Sarabia, but that's a downgrade. Uh, we've played, we've we've replaced Tabata with... I don't know if we've replaced Tabata with Roshinga or with this Artur guy, which I don't know if we necessarily need. Um, our midfield, we have... Like, I, I think... And I think this is the main part of, of why we're fucked, is we sold Mateusz Nunes... And we didn't have a backup plan for selling Matos Nunes. We were so eager to sell him, but none of it seemed like at least nobody in the administration thought, okay, we're going to sell Matos Nunes. We need somebody else because, you know, Bregas is injured. Okay, fair enough. We didn't see that happening, but Bregas is injured and we sold him after he got injured. We have, we had two players to play two positions. So we only had Murita and Ugarte, who, in my opinion, are both defensive. We've replaced uh, Murita. Murita technically replaces who? Palinga. That's mm -hmm. a that's yeah. a major downgrade, like a huge downgrade. Um, this this Greek kid, he does he did seem good. I do like him. Uh, and you're right, Steph. He could either play as a six or an eight. He's actually taken the number six shirt, which you know, big responsibility, seeing as who who had it prior. But um, I do like him. Is he a? But nonetheless, he's still a downgrade on Mateusz Nunes. And then, like like Steph said, and Steph said it perfectly, we didn't get a striker. You know, I I I have my gripes with Paulinho too. I do think Paulinho against Porto may have made a difference or not. Um, but we still needed another striker, at least one more. I tell me another Portuguese league team, and I won't even talk about Porto, Benfica, or even Braga in this case. Tell me another Portuguese league team that only has one striker. 
That's that's I find that ridiculous. I get it. We don't want to waste the money for Navarro, but waste the money for somebody else then. There's more than one option. That Wellington guy from Porto Muniz, he's been killing it. You're telling me he's not an option? But I think we're fucked. I think this was a, a horrible transfer window. And I'm worried for the future. I'm worried for Champions League. I don't think we're we're deep enough. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I think although it's built for the future, like I don't think a lot of us care about what happens in two or three years' time. We want to win yeah. now. Let's if if we were in the rebuilding phase of when that morning first came in and we made these signings, we'd be saying Fair that's enough. great. Like for the future for the future. Like, let's be honest, Saint just already, I think, is going to turn a massive profit on what we bought him. Trincao is, can be a hit and miss at the moment. But even guys like Morita or, or Alex as well seem to be, um, I reckon we could probably double the value. And, and even guys like Roshini is like a Swiss army knife. Like, he can play in so many mm-hmm. different positions. And I think that's what Amrim likes is the versatility. But I agree. Like, I am I would say I'm probably Paulinho's biggest fan. But there, there are times that I think, you know, I think I don't know if you agree, Steph. That he's a he's not a good scorer, but he's a, he's a good player. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, he's not a good exactly. goal scorer, but he's a good player. Mm-hmm. He does a lot for the team, but scoring is is his weakness really, which for a striker is isn't very good. But I think in what he does for the team, it's good. But at the end of the day, we only have like Danny Silva have one striker. Let's say like w- imagine if Paulinho was out for months upon end. Like Trincao played as the false nine. Okay, that's fine. He did okay, but like. In my opinion, we needed someone, and people were saying, "Oh, we should have got rid of Stiamani." I think that bridge was was already burnt. There was no chance of him coming yeah. back. But again, the only thing that doesn't make sense, and I I don't want to wish like I'm not saying I want him to do bad, but after Gomez signing, it's no sense to me. Yeah. As well, they they recalled Joelson back from Basel, like as well, like it just didn't make sense to me. We've got so many wingers, so many like a, a lot of wingers, even ones in the B team. We've got what eight? If at the top of my head, I'll go. Jovan can technically play a winger too. Like we probably have him as a striker, but he's a winger. Yeah, like Jovan, Rochinha, Trincao, Pot, Nuno Santos, um Joelson, uh, like I said, he's he's there as well. Now Edwards is seven, Edwards eight, Fatawu. Fatawu, that's nine already. That, that's nine wingers. And like center backs, I think we're okay because we've got Neto even Matus Race to play center back. Left back, we're fine. Right back. Uh, it depends how you feel about Ricardo's guy, but I personally think no, we're okay we're with that. Yeah. But yeah, and you look at strikers, there's there's one. And I think we missed really badly on not getting Banza. Like, it's, it's easy to say in hindsight, but I think even before then in the summer, I think Banza would have been a perfect fit. And I see David in the chat, and I mean no disrespect when I say this, but if it was given the option, I would feel like he might, he probably would choose sporting over, over Braga. But it, it doesn't, it doesn't fill me with confidence, but like Amarim says, is that, you know, if, if we were winning, no one would be talking about we need a striker. But I think some of it can be a reaction, but I think it, it definitely definitely warrants the criticism at the moment. Um, I'm just going to pull this question from the chat uh, from our main man, Albert. Um, Daniel, I'll give this on to you first. Um, are you guys worried about the relationship between Amarim and the board? You know, there's been a few comments here and there from Amarim in the in the press conferences that that might might be considered at shots of Verandas and Hugo Viana, uh, are you are you worried about it? Yeah, a little. Um, not too much, just because I thought I think this would be his last season, regardless. Uh, a little worried because you know the way he's like like you said the way he took shots at, at the administration. Uh, the main one for me was the consistency. You know where he was like the coach has been consistent. 
uh, the others haven't. And then mm-hmm. even some of the comments when when we were rumored still with Ronaldo and him saying, you know, I don't I don't reject players nor do I get them in either. But then he turns around and, and talks about, you know, he didn't find a nine with with the profile he wanted. Um, I, I think there's definitely shots being taken, which which is upsetting only because in the future, you know, who knows if 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 in the future, let's say things don't go well when he goes abroad, if Benfica come knocking or and Spartan come knocking at the same time, uh, and let's say the administration is still the same. Would Amuri pick Sporting over Benfica in this case after seeing how Sporting have treated him? I'm not sure. The vote of confidence that, that Varendas just came out with recently was a little weird for me too. Like that didn't need to be said. We we very well know why how this administration feels about Amuri. Um, or else they wouldn't have paid 14 or 18 million euros for him, right? Yeah. Uh it's all a, it's all a bit weird. It's all a bit weird. I don't like it. Uh and um, but yeah. Yeah, the fact that Verandas also had his whole campaign about him getting Amorim in, which to be fair is, is is fair enough. You know, he it is fact that he brought him in, he won the title. Yeah, yeah. It was a decision from Verandas, and like yeah. uh, for me, uh, I am worried, but I also don't think that Amorim's going to be sacked at any point. No. I think he's going to walk. I think that would probably be the most likely option is for him to say, you know what, I, I can't do any more than I've already done. If if this keeps this stuff keeps happening, I'm going to walk. And then I think that leaves Verandas in in a bit of a awkward situation. At the um, very least, at least we'll sell them, which is good. We'll get money for it. I'm just I'm yeah. worried. This is the same administration that brought in Siljas, that brought in uh, Lionel Ponch, that brought in who else? Who, who else is their manager? Kaiser. Yes, I forgot about Kaiser. So I'm worried about our life after. And nearly winning. George Jesus again. Yeah, we were true. like that close from like getting JJ. Yeah, yeah it's a stressful time. Steph, does does are you worried between the the relationship between Amrim and the board, or do you think it's just a bit of a overreaction? No, I think it's an overreaction. Uh, I think uh, the statement from Verandes was not towards Amrim, but was towards uh, the fans. Um, our fan base is uh, easily swayed one way or the other, very easily, and because uh, we we've lack of consistency as far as uh, having a president for X amount of years and equally the same as uh, having a coach. So Ruben Amorim has been with Sporting for the third year now, and it's very strange to Sportingistas because we've never been uh, able to, to have consistency. So now we have consistency, and we're expecting perfection. I'm not saying that the loss against Chaves and uh, and Porto is uh, is justified, but here comes a speed bump, and everyone, everyone is overreacting. Uh, but I don't think we should overreact. It, it, it's just the way it is. We've got a lot of new players, like you guys said. We, we lost some key players. But I think we, we, with time, we'll see a, a good, consistent team. And, and it's okay for us fans to doubt certain things because that's our job. Our job is to doubt certain things. We, we're afraid of the unknown, and that's what's going on now. I can see how you guys talk and see and react and the same way with me, uh, we just don't know what to expect from this team with the new key players that we've gotten in this market. Uh, but I, I, I trust in Ruben Emuring, and I think they they in this, on the same page with the administration. And I don't think we should panic uh, against uh, Estudil. A lot of people were saying, oh, we played great in the first half and in the second half, we're just controlling the game. 
But then you look at uh, GBC and Porto, and they did exactly the same thing, uh, which is the way it is in the in the future of soccer. It's it's just uh, or football, I should say. I I hate to use the, the word soccer, <laughs> uh, but you know it's it's just the way it is because you, the Cuban and Mourinho has to think about what what's coming up on on Wednesday, the Champions League. So so when they when he's up to nil, he tries to conserve the game and to maintain the game to save energy for for Wednesday for the Champions League. And us fans, we don't think about these things, but he's got to think about th those things. Um, so I'm I'm not freaking out. I think the administration and Ruben Emurin, they're on the same page. And uh, we'll be in good shape, but I'm not freaking out at all. I, 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 I'm going to emphasize that we do need another strike. We need another strike. And that's why we, we uh, kind of... Uh, fell short in that in the market yeah fair enough uh, i do think if we if we do beat frankfurt uh, on wednesday that a lot of the the negative talk goes yeah. away and until probably the next bad result like a loss or a draw but you know uh, mm -hmm. yeah but um danny uh this next question from casa de piva uh what did you think of trinko in the false nine role uh, I listen. I've been liking Tinkel all season, so I, I have no complaints there. He's gonna get his goal. Um, you can see he really wants it, which is good. He's gonna get it eventually. He, he's he's no Paulinho. I think Paulinho is the best one we have in that false nine. I also think Tinkel has been rotating a lot with Marcus Edwards. I think Edwards is more central than Tinkel is. I see Tinkel more so on the wing. But um, I haven't. I, I I have no complaints so far with Tinkel. Maybe finishing. Has to get better, but he's young. I think it'll get there. I think he's he's an enormous talent. I think we'll get our money back on him for sure. But yeah, yeah. And this last one, I'll give to Steph uh, once I get it. This one's from uh, Paul Rodriguez. Um, so I'll ask you the first one. Uh, do you prefer Pot as a as an eight, or do you prefer him as a, as a winger? As a winger, that's when uh, he shines. That's when he scores goals. Um, as an aid, only when we need it, but he's not as um, productive. Agree. Fair enough. Um, I'll I'll take this question to start off with, but then I'll, I'll give it to to you too. Uh, so he goes, uh, rank who you're more worried about in terms of each player's current form, and he gives a list: Adan, Trincao, Cuartes, Inacio, and brackets anyone else. Um, I'll put Adan at number one. He has looked so shaky the last couple of games, and there has been. Like the, there have been so many times that he's been at fault for goals. I know it's not easy being a goalkeeper, but from considering the Adan we had two years ago, even last year, he just looks like a, a completely different player. Um, then I'd, I'd go, I'd go Adan, Inacio, Coates, and Trincao at the end because I agree with what you said, uh, Trincao. But Inacio and Coates again, sort of the same, look shaky. Inacio was dropped for the game against um, Estoril, and from as far as we know, it wasn't any fitness issue or injury issue. It was just a, a change in, in plans. Uh, but but Danny, what would you what would you have the list as? Almost the same as yours. I'll have Adan because, like I've been saying for a few months now, Adan. We never one. We never should have sold Luis Max. Luis Max would have been starter last year, and if not last year, definitely this year. Adan has been horrible. That one play in Istriel, again, we'll get to the game. That one play in Istriel where I don't know if he's not commanding the box as well. Maybe St. Juice is new. But he comes out of the box, misses the punch because St. Juice gets the head to it. They almost have a free goal. And then, obviously, Adan is easily chipped. Like, he, he can easily get a chip over him. Um, anyways, Adan, number one. Never should have sold Luis Max. 
Uh, Inasu number two, a bit worried about him, but not uh, not too worried. I'll put Trincao three only because he is still replaceable. I do still think that Trincao keeps this up and Roshinga comes in and does a, a really good job. We drop Trincao for Roshinga. Or when we get Paulingu back, we could. There, there's an argument we drop Trincao for, for Marcus Edwards. So Trincao third, Quatch fourth because he's undroppable. No matter how bad he may have been, I don't think he's been that bad per se, but he's fourth. The, yeah, the reason I put Trincao last is because, like you said, he, he's replaceable. Whereas if Kawhi has so many bad games in a row, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. who who do we bring in? Is it do we drop? Like you said, is is he droppable? Does he get dropped for for race, Neto, or uh, anyone else? But um, but Steph, what what would you rank in in terms of uh, like more you're more worried about? Well, I'm gonna go completely the opposite way. I think Trincao has been terrible. Uh, I was expecting much much more from him. Uh, at least a couple goals so far. No goals. Um, playmakers, we we don't have a lot, but at the same time, he's playing the position of who? Sarabia, right? Mm-hmm. So I was expecting more goals from him. Uh, I think he's uh, maybe afraid to take a shot, and he shouldn't be. And I think Ruben Emerin has noticed that, so he's going to work on that with him. Uh, but we should demand and expect more from Trincao. Uh, this is his time to shine. He came back to the Portuguese league because he can hack it in the Spanish league. Um, so l- let's get it done, buddy. T- take your shots. If you miss it, you miss it. Uh, but we'll get we'll give you the credit because you're taking shots. So Trincao is my number one. My number two is Inacio. And then, you know, Inacio's been a little bit off sync. I don't know if it's because he misses, uh, what was the name of... Um, the other center back uh, from um, Fidal. Uh, yeah, Fidal. I don't, but you know, it shouldn't be that really. But I don't know what's going on. Uh, to me, it was it's a poor pre uh, preseason. I think Ruben Amorim in this preseason went too easy. He should have gotten a little bit harder on, on his players. Um, so to me, it's uh, Trincao, Inacio, Danadan. Uh, like 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 Danny said, I think he doesn't trust his defense yet. Uh, maybe because of the new incoming uh, center back. So we'll see. And then uh, the last one would be Kwatch. Like Danny said, he's untouchable. Okay, fair enough. Uh, that is all we have for the, the Twitter questions. Uh, I'm gonna go in sort of date order. Um, I'll start off with the UCL draw because I don't believe we had any reaction to that one yet. Uh, I'll just get the drop on my screen just so every- I'm sure everyone knows what it is, but just in case um, you are new, I'll get that up. So we were drawn in Group D, I believe, if I can get this up properly. Yep, Group D, and we were drawn with Frankfurt, Marseille, uh, Sporting, not Sporting Lisbon, Sporting Club de Portugal, and then Tottenham. Uh, Danny, I'll give it to you first. What were your first reactions on the draw, and have they sort of as your confidence levels changed since then? Um, confidence level hasn't changed. I think we can very well. I think it's very the same as last season, where I think we can very well get first in this group and very well get last in this group. A lot of good teams. Tottenham, obviously, being the the shining star here. I think Tottenham. I mean, this year they look pretty good. Um, Conte in there, they're, they're vying. They're up there, at least. I don't know if they're in second or third, but they're up there in the prem. 
Uh, they have a good team. So Tottenham, obviously the favorites, right? Marseille, yeah. I think, are underrated. They came second last year, and they're starting the season off on fire as well. Uh, and Frankfurt, uh, people were talking to me. This is prior, of course, to this 4 nothing that they just had over the weekend. Um, but they were talking to me about how Frankfurt are shit now, and they lost a lot of players after winning Europa League. This isn't the same team that beat Barcelona last season. But they're still a good team. And and, and an away trip to, to Germany, uh, always tough, as uh, as we seen last year, right, with uh, against Dortmund. So not an easy group, but I think this is probably the easiest group in in. in in the Champions League this year, definitely easier than the other than Porto and Befica's group. Um, but yeah, I see us coming anywhere. I'm going to be optimistic. I think we'll get second. I'm content with third though, because I do like the Europa League. If we get Europa League, I think we can have a good running at it, depending how the season goes, of course. But I think with 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 Ruben Amorim, uh, we drop to third. Uh, the goal is to win or at least hit the finals or semifinals of the Europa League. I'm not mad at that, to be honest. So, um, but yeah, I, I would love second. I think we second's achievable. First, fuck, first might even be achievable. But yeah, yeah uh, I, I agree in terms of the group. I think I hate these groups more than like the group of deaf ones because yeah. these are the group of deaf. You sort of know what the outcome is going to be. Whereas this one, like you said, I, I can see any like any order this could go in. I know Tottenham are the favourites, but we've seen them in Europe before. One year they can make a final in the next year out in the group stage, yeah. or I think they made the final and then two years later in the Conference League. So and and third place in the Conference League, by the way. Yeah, exactly. losing Al Terren and I forget who last season. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember, but yeah. So and then like you said, Frankfurt before I had the same thing. People were saying, oh, I think they were like eleventh and they'd drawn every single game. They were saying, you know, they don't look as good as they they did last year. They, I think, they lost like three key players um, that they had on their Europa League victory, of course. Um, and like you said, Marseille never count them out. I think, based on form, if if you took it based on form, we're probably going to finish fourth because I believe, like, you can say the thing about Frankfurt drawing every game, but you know, we lost to a newly promoted side. I don't think Frankfurt have Marseille, like you said, already good, and we've seen Tottenham in the Premier League as well looking uh really good under Conte um but like you said I, I would I want second and I think we'll probably get second but I would take third as well the only thing that makes me scared about third I believe the new rule is that we have to play whoever finishes second in the Europa League group so let's mm-hmm. say if if one of the big boys in the Europa League let's say for example an Arsenal finish second which probably isn't going to happen but like we, we might have to face them and it, and it could be it could be tough but you know I think I think anything below third obviously is a failure. Like uh, if if we get fourth, then I think it's it's a disaster. Um, but but Steph, what are your thoughts on the group? It's uh, it's actually a very difficult group. Marseille hasn't lost a game yet. They're in the first place in uh, in uh, the the French league. Tottenham, as you know, they spent a lot of money in their team. They have a consistent, very good team. And Frankfurt is a German team, tall, blonde guys, fit. And they run all day long. So I don't know if you guys had the chance to to read the uh, comments by Gonzalo Paciencia. He gave some tips on what to expect from their team because he played with them for three years. So it's not going to be a walk in the park. My my only um, my only doubt is um, has Ruben and Mourinho learned from his mistakes from the Champions League from uh, from last year, and if he did learn. He knows he has to play a little bit more conservative when he goes away. And if he does that, I think we'll have a, a chance. 
if he goes with a 3-4-3, I think we're going to lose ugly. Uh, but if he goes a little bit more conservative, a 3-4-3 doesn't mean um, that um, it's a ter terrible choice. It, all it means is what kind of 3-4-3 you can have uh, the uh, the lines moving up or moving down. Uh, there's there's, there's, there's uh, three, or, three or four kinds of 3-4-3s. Uh, but if you play a more conservative three four three, we'll have a chance to to uh, to play well in Frankfurt, in Germany, and even Marseille in France and Tottenham in England. Uh, so if not, then we we will lose pretty badly. So let's see what Hulman Emudin puts on the pitch. If he's a little bit more conservative, which in my belief he should be when we play the the games away, and. Uh, and then we shall see. But because this is a very good group, if we finish second, that's a, a blessing from the skies. If we finish third, like Danny said, I wouldn't be totally pissed because League It Up, it's still a pretty good uh, trophy to win. I would like to win that trophy at least before I die. Um, the Champions League, let's be realistic. I don't think we'll ever win it. We'll, we'll need a lot of luck. Uh, and a lot of talents, and I don't think we have the, the, the depth that we need. Um, and that's my take on it. Yeah. I mean, while we're here, we might as well do the game prediction. So the game is, is going to be on Wednesday. Uh, Frankfurt, I believe, away. Is that correct? Or away. Away, yeah. 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 Away, yeah. yeah. In Germany, yeah. Yep. Uh, as Danny mentioned, if you've not seen the Frankfurt fans, they're absolutely mental. As much as we like to say sport, we have a good atmosphere like the Frankfurt sold out the new camp and that was yeah. just for them, them buying like the whole, the new camp, the home and the away. So, you know, like it's, it's going to be a crazy atmosphere. Uh, Steph, I'll start off with you. What would be your prediction for the game on Wednesday? It's almost impossible to predict. Um, no you know, pressure. <laughs> I know, I know, but it's, I don't know Frankfurt that well. I know they they a pretty good team. They're playing well, and that's why they clinch uh, the Champions League. Um, our team is not is not functioning on all eight cylinders yet. Studio kind of showed a little bit of an improvement. I would have loved to see another league game, Portuguese league game, before this Champions League game, but we don't have the chance for such. Um, I'm hoping that Ruben Amorim plays a little bit more conservative. And um, and maybe we'll have a chance to win. If he goes all the way in, uh, I'm afraid we'll lose the game badly. But I'm going to give my prediction regardless. I'm going to give a tie 2-2. Okay. Fair enough. Who do you think is going to score for us? I think, uh, I think we'll score first and then come back and then we'll score again and then come back. <laughs> <laughs> like we did with Braga. <laughs> oh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, Danny, what are your uh, predictions for the game? Apparently, Pot is going to be back in the back in the squad, and same with Paulinho as well. So, two reinforcements. What, what do you think? Um, yeah, uh, I'm with Steph. I think it'll be tough. I think we can very well we can beat these guys. They're definitely beatable. Uh, I'm looking actually through their team right now, and I've noticed they have Mario Götze, who's actually going to go to Benfica, which is funny enough. Um, I saw a stat the other day. He's completed the most, either the most dribbles or like the most like like lengths ran on a pitch, which is quite quite crazy because everyone was saying that he was finished and stuff. So this season, yeah, 
Oh, and the Bundesliga, nice. Well, yeah. good for him. I've, I, I always liked Mario Götze, so I'm actually happy he didn't go to uh, to Benfica. Uh, he's washed though. Okay, but anyways, they are they are tenth. They started off the season pretty poorly, but they've since then. I mean, like I said, this weekend they won four nothing, and before that was four three. And Sam, you do bring up a good point. Their fans are incredible. They were incredible last season with uh, with at Barcelona. I also um, think as well, just to sorry to interrupt quickly. No, no, this is their first Champions League in quite like a competition. Maybe in, even ever. Yeah, maybe. I, th- I think it's I think it's a long, long time ago since their last yeah. um, performance. I'll, I'll see if I can find it. But, but yeah, that, that they're gonna they're gonna be motivated. Exactly though, they're gonna be motivated. Uh, I'm still gonna predict. I'm gonna go with Steph. I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna say another a two-two tie. Uh, Paulinho, I think will be back. That's my yeah. hot take. Yeah, yeah, and Paulinho's gonna score one, silence the haters. Mr. Champions League himself bought to get another one, uh, but it's going to be I'm kidding, but it's I'm, gonna I'm, be like a 2 1 for Frankfurt, and then we tie the game. I'm contradicting myself on the chat. I put three nothing, three nothing. I know, I noticed <laughs> that too. <laughs> but that's that's my sporting speaking, of course, of course. But like I said, I think we can very well win, beat them three nothing, but I, I, we need I think to we can that. also lose three nothing. We need it's to have a, a perfect game, you know. I mean, yeah. we there's two names you guys didn't mention, and and I wanted to mention uh, Fatu. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he, he has a word to say. I don't know if Shermiti made the A team, but I like him. Yusef Shermiti. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he didn't uh, make the A team though. No, I think he's in. A, he's a floater. He's still young. The B still and A team. B and A yeah. team. And Rodrigo Ribeiro. The mm-hmm. thing is. They just so green, um, but I was expecting more from Rodrigo Ribeiro. Like against Shabs, he had a chance to score that goal inside the box, and he shot the ball straight to the goalie. And then they made it sound like it was a great save. And I was like, it wasn't a great save. He just shot in front of the goddamn goalie. Um, he could have done a little bit better, but you know, maybe there's a little click and he'll play well in uh, in Frankfurt if he, if given the chance, of course. Yeah, yeah, so I, I've I've searched it up, and from what UEFA are telling me, UEFA.com, they only played in one competition in 1960. So that was their last appearance in the Champions League. So this. Ch- a chip on their shoulder, one could say. Yeah. Uh, back to Champions League, I believe they made. It says they made the final that season as well. So you know, <laughs> uh, so they don't repeat it. But um, I'm gonna go with. Uh, just before I give my prediction, I think if we start off with a win, I think like we're set. Yeah, we're set. We're, we, I don't want to say we're pretty much qualified. You know, anything can no. happen. But but to start off with a win is huge. Just like winning game one of like a, oh, an yeah. NBA, NBA oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I even think if we if we beat them first game, that Ooh. changes our perspective of the season as well. Because then Sporting fans, I think, oh, will yeah. start believing. We've noticed even this weekend, Befica should have tied. Uh, Porto has struggled on a few games. I think you know we get a win against Frankfurt. Maybe Befica and Porto slip up. We'll start saying, you know what? Maybe we could still. I, I hate to, the title, yeah, but... and, and I hate to say it, the fans being great in Germany has nothing to do with our ability to win. Oh, of course. Because uh, when I, I was at the Stade Javelade against Shops, and if it was thirty-one thousand and some change fans, and they were constantly singing and, and supporting the team, and it didn't make any difference. We still lost two nothing. So if we have the the the, the right composure. We could win in Germany, and the fans—they have nothing to do with it. 
the, the way the stadiums are built nowadays, there's a big buffer between, you know, the, the fans and the pitch. Uh, so it's all on sporting and how Ruben Amorim prepares the team. Again, if he's a little bit more conservative, I think we'll be able to win in the counterattack. Yeah. If he has that mentality, and we can win in any any pitch, and Tough that's man. what, and that's when we've gotten in trouble, we will lose the game. Yeah, the way I see it, as long as we, I mean, losing to Frankfurt away is not the worst result, and obviously I don't want it to happen. Don't get me wrong. As long as it's not a repeat of what happened in uh, us at home against Ajax, which was a, a five nil. I, I like because this time, we, fair enough. I know you were there, Danny. Gave a round of applause at the end. I don't think they're going to get a round of applause this time. To, to be honest, I think it's we different because they're not at home. They might still get a round of applause, but it's from like a thousand fans rather than twenty thousand, right? Or 40, but but do you think they give a round of applause this time? Would you think? Obviously, probably not. Probably not because everything's changed now. We're we're no longer the champions, and uh, and this is our second year now in the Champions League, right? I'm with you. I don't think they get a round of applause. I don't think it's as as it, it won't be. Bro, the fans are going to be all the way up top. Like, there's not going to be a hot like that much hostility either. Though I hope at least I hope. Yeah, and but before all of you get get on me in the, the Twitter replies and comments, I'm just covering all bases here. I'm not saying I want us to lose five. No, 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 for sure, no. for sure. But uh, but yeah, but, hey, five nil. That five one against Ajax changed our changed our season a bit though. We, we yeah. went on to win the or come second in the Champions League group, and I think that a lot of it had to do with that five-one loss. So, yeah. I mean, same I mean, way with this I mean, two-nothing, the two-nothing loss to Shavs might have woke. I mean, it woke something up. The boys looked completely different uh, against Istanbul than they did look against Shavs. I mean, they scored within like the first open fifteen minutes. Yeah, I mean, sometimes we, you need a fire just, under your ass. We, we just saw uh, Roma losing for nothing. Exactly. Uh, yesterday so yeah exactly it's it's not a, uncommon big teams losing i mean who was it real madrid that lost by those numbers and barcelona and uh, mm-hmm. so in paris Saint-Germain, and uh, so it's not very uncommon anymore the, the thing is have you learned from those defeats from those experiences and that's all i'm demanding from ruben emerin you you've seen the outcome in the last year for the champions league just don't make the same mistakes yeah. That's mm-hmm. all. I mean, you have you can get 10, 10, 20 games from Frankfurt. The last 10 games they played on video, it's available as we speak now. I could Google it and get them. So you could prepare the game uh, to, to fit your needs, knowing what team you have uh, on your side. And that's all I'm asking. Be more, a little bit more conservative. Don't be so aggressive seeing, oh, we can beat them. And then playing a uh, very offensive 3-4-3. Play 3-4-3 in a more defensive way. Uh, and how do we do that? We play maybe Udugart and Morita. Like we said, Morita is more of a six, but he can be an eight as well. So, you know, be a little bit more conservative, and I think we'll have a shot to win, to win in Germany, which I think we never won in Germany. I don't think yeah, I think won. you're right. Yeah. I think you're right, because we lost last season two to Dortmund. And yeah, let's talk, let's not talk about Bayern Munich. He'll give us headaches. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I think being biased and all, if Paulinho plays, that that we're going to win. If he's starting, then yeah, we're going to win. You for man himself. If Chris were here, he'd say the same thing. You know. Um, but yeah, I think it's definitely going to be a difficult game, and I think it's. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring one. Hopefully, 
Uh, I'm going to go with a 1-0 win, and that's going to be a, a Paulinho, not just a Paulinho goal, a Paulinho bang. banger. Banger? Mm. Yeah, he always saves them for Champions League. He got two bangers, both against Bajikas, to be fair. But, True. You know, He's a big game player. He has scored yeah. against Befica. That's one Befica. thing you could not take away from him. He scores in, he scores in big games. Maybe he could score more in big games, and I'm not yeah, doubting okay. that, but you know, he, he does he does come. In the 5-1 against Ajax, he was the one who scored one. He pretty much scored two. That one was a fractionally offside. Uh, to be fair, I've rewatched it so many times, but I still don't think yeah. it's awesome. and 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 I, I and if he get again, I'm in the stadium. If he gets that one in, if the refs don't fuck us on that one, the game changes. We're tying it three three at that point. We're not losing five one. Yeah, anyway. for me, one nil. Hopefully, pulling your goal. Um, but yeah, that's our, our predictions for the game against Frankfurt. Let's go on to the actual game that took place, and that was against Estoril. Uh, it was a 2-0 victory, uh, a good performance by the boys, definitely something that we needed after the disappointment of uh, the Sharves game. Uh, goals from St. Just on his full, full 90-minute debut, well, not 90 minutes, came off, but full debut, let's say, and then another goal from Marcus Edwards, who can't seem to stop scoring at the moment, which is very good for us, and hopefully he can continue that um, against Frankfurt. Uh, the team has followed um, Adan, Matthias Reis, Coates, St. Just, Pedro Porro, Nuno Santos, Morita, Ugarte, Edwards, Pedro Gonzalez, and Trincao as the false nine. Uh, Danny, I'll start with you. Uh, what were your overall thoughts on the game? Uh, yeah, yeah, good performance. Just what the doctor ordered um, after the 2 nothing loss to uh, to Shavs. Um, there's not much to say about it. You know, we got off to a great start. You know, I, I did love the, the St. Juice goal. It definitely looked like a... Uh, um, I guess you can say, like definitely something off the training pitch. Uh, I don't think that'll happen again, but definitely St. Juice caught, I think it was even Gerald's, but he caught somebody off guard and just ran into that perfect area, headed it in perfectly. Uh, amazing. His speed is going to help us a lot this season, uh, which helped us against the studio. Um, let's just hope that his fitness also can help us out this season because, that's the biggest concern with St. Juice. I, I don't think we've ever uh, doubted his quality. I think he's a quality center back. He's, he's you know, he can even play right back uh, as he did in Feyenoord. Um, but, um, yeah, I think it's his fitness that, that I'm more concerned about. But congrats on St. Juice. Great, great goal. Almost gave away a goal, but great goal for St. Juice. And then Marcus Edwards, that was disgusting. That was absolutely disgusting. He had no business violating Ishtarios' keeper like that. And then the way he like calmly slotted it into the corner as if the Ishtarill defender wasn't like a potential to get the ball off the line, that was disgusting. Marcus, chill the fuck out. That was nasty. Good job. Um, aside from that, like we said, it was it was just us just chilling after we just controlled the game, which was needed. Um, we need to see out performances like this because I think um, other even even the the year we won the title, if we were trying to. Uh, see how games we would concede one, you know what I mean? So um, that was good. Um, Ishgayu, uh, sorry, Ishgayu, not Ishgayu, um, Alex or Sortidis or, or, or Alex Sharnopoulos, whatever his name is. I thought he had, I thought he did well when he came in. I want to see more of him. Um, he showed, uh, maybe I'm just hating on Murita at this point, but he's from the little that I've seen from, from Sortidis, he showed more than Murita, in my opinion. Um, and like Steph was saying about Fatau, I think Fatau does have something to say this season. Don't forget, he almost scored against Porto. Um, because if he scores against Porto, it's 3 1, maybe something different, but at least the kid will get confidence from that. I want to see more of Fatau. Um, 
but yeah, yeah, good game from us. Exactly what we needed to do. Uh, you know, answer a loss with a with a victory. Yeah, facts. Steph, what were your thoughts on the game? Uh, about the same, uh, the same, uh, uh, you know, uh, definition that uh, Danny just said. Can you hear me? I can't hear you guys though. Oh, I might have been muted. Can you hear uh, me? Okay, yeah, okay. I was freaking out for a second. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, the the first half we completely dominated. Studio had a couple chances, but we had a lot more, and we deserved to go in the first half uh, by two nothing. Uh, great performance by by the whole team, moving the ball around, playing as a team. Um, excellent, excellent. Uh, again, was expecting a little bit more from uh, from Trincao. Um, he didn't score, and uh, that kind of concerns me because we got him to be play Sarabia. Uh, he's a uh, he's, he's he's a forward uh, winger or striker, whatever you want to position him. So I'm expecting goals from him. I'm not expecting goals from uh, Morito Ugart if they score even better. Or Saint Juiced maybe on uh, some uh, key plays like uh, like corner kicks and uh, diving kicks. But so far, the biggest disappointment for me has been Trincao. Even though he was given a 6.7, uh, making plays and, and all that, it's great. But he's just another Paulinho. Uh, if we want to be fair and square, he's performing at the same level as Paulinho. Great player. But we need him to score goals. Uh, our fans love to, to hate Paulinho. And I get it because he's a striker. So Trincan deserved the same pressure as well. Uh, we got him to score goals, and and so far he hasn't scored one goal. Uh, so I'm expecting a lot more. But about the game, the two 0 the second half was perfect. Second half, you can see you can see that Sporting dropped the lines a little bit, um, you know, protecting the the, the score line, the two 0 uh, But we still had our chances to deal as well. Uh, but if we if we fair and square, you know the the perfect result would have been maybe 6-3 in favor of Sporting. Uh, but that's the way football is. Uh, you win when you put the ball in the back of the net, and that's why we did uh, this win. Is is uh, There's no questions about it. We deserve to win. Uh, again, I want to see more about 5-2. Uh, but to see more about 5-2, he needs to be given more minutes. And, and that's the way it is. So I hate to say it, but 5-2 will... We'll see him, see him shine when someone gets hurt. When somebody gets hurt that's significant in the team, like Edwards or Pedro Gonçalves, we might see a little bit more of him. Uh, Ruben Ribeiro, like uh, Jus Bach said, uh, Lial in the, in the, in the, in the uh, chat, he's a little bit green. Uh, but it's all about attitude. If he has a positive attitude and he believes in himself, he could shine. We've seen... Um, youngsters of 17, 18, putting the ball in the back of the net and not being afraid of playing with the big boys. So it's up to Ruben Ribeiro to, to show us what he's got. Uh, and, you know, but the game itself, we deserve to win. No questions about it. Ruben Emberdin prepared the team well, and uh, it, it was a great win. Yeah. Yeah, facts. Um, I don't want to piggyback on for what you just said, but um, I thought St. Just was, was incredible. Uh, I know he had that one mistake that nearly cost us, but I think all over the pitch, even him bringing up the ball, I think was, was he was really good. 
And I think with more fitness and with more game time, he's going to be the, the solid starter. Is going to be the, the back three of Kawhi's Inacio and, and St. Just. Um, I thought um, Pedro Gonzalez, again, was, was fantastic. And I think he has been all season. Uh, that assist he got on the Edwards goal was absolutely uh, phenomenal as well. Uh, and Edwards as well. I mean, he's been so good. Him and Pot have scored, apparent, I believe it's um, six out of the eight goals yep, this season. Yep. Yep. So, like, mm-hmm. that that's incredible. Last year we had a PSP, and now we have PE, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> until Paulinho comes back, it might be PPE or, or something like that. Well, but, um, hopefully, hopefully. PET. Pet. <laughs> no, no, not Trincao, man. Paulinho is back. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I know, but I'm saying for now, until Paulinho oh, for, okay. comes back. Okay, Pet. Okay. We got Pet up front. Yeah. but um, We can have Pep. Yeah. Yeah, very true. Pep on Port. Or Pep from Port, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, again, just uh, overall gr- uh, great team performance. Uh, I want to see a bit more of Rocchini. I didn't think he was that good this game, but he didn't have that much to do. We were already two up by the point he came in. Um, I'd like to see more of him. Uh, same with Fatawu and um, uh, Alex as well. I want to see more of them. But at the moment, the way it is, it's just... I think there's there's not much to to, to change in in the overall overall things. If we had this lineup against um, Frankfurt, maybe with um, Matisse Rice being out for um, Inacio, or maybe you Nuno know, Santos being out for Rice, and then Inacio coming in anyway. Um, but yeah, uh, I'd be happy with that. Um, who was your your guys' man of the match, Danny? I'll start off with you. Let me just quickly add to both of your points. You know, we we say we want to see more of Rushing and Fatau. I agree. Uh, why did we get Artur Gomes from Istoril then? Because that's another player that's going to be competing for, for, for places. Um, sorry, just to get back to the to the to the window where I don't understand. Well, well, things. from what I understand, he can play left wing, right wing, and also in the middle. So, so, and it's a long season. We keep okay, but then we have Jovant who can also do that too. Yeah, it's a long but, season. I'm with you. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And and the games are closer because of the World Cup. Sorry, go ahead, stuff. Yeah, but not, no, that's fine. The, the, a podcast is all about interrupting each other. Don't worry of about course. That. <laughs> yeah. that, a podcast being politely correct is not a podcast. I'm Canadian, bro. I just say sorry ah, for no reason. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I'm, I I see what you're saying. But the thing is, having a lot of choices, I, I think Artur was like. He's a striker, but he's not a striker. He's a winger. Yeah. So everyone is a little bit confused because when he played at Santos in Brazil, he did play striker as well. Mm-hmm. So he's one of those multitask players that, uh, like a Swiss knife, who said that in, initially today? Me, Someone about said, Rochinha. There it is. So, he, But he's more physical than Rochinha. Rochinha is more of a, of a futsal player. Yeah, yeah, like we say in the Portuguese uh, slang, Abrolatas. That's the play we missed last year. We missed a player like that. O João Castro kept on saying that. We need an Abrolatas. We finally got it. We have two. Him and Edwards. They're both Abrolatas. In small spaces, they can create a lot of good plays. The problem is that everyone knows we don't have a good striker. Uh, Paulinho is average. And maybe Artur will be the striker we're looking for because he's kind of tall, he's physical, and he can yeah, play the position. So we'll I, I, I remember back to the Shavs game, right? And um, where we need where we were lumping in crosses to to like you were saying to Roshinga, 
who who just like me is a is a short king. To Kowatch. Um, to Kowatch. Yes, to Kowatch. But if Kowatch yeah. doesn't get there, when there's four defenders around Kowatch, who else is getting it? Rashinga? No. No. Uh, Marcus Edwards? No. No. Bot? No. 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 That's the thing that I'm saying with Artur Gomes. We need it, if anything. But, but no one a, no one would have gotten those crosses because the crosses by Nuno Sanchez and uh, the other players. I know. He was he was reboning it fucking he was down to, to nothing in the 80th minute. For yeah, this. to the goalkeeper. It I'm with you. Crosses, but, yeah. but at the same time, if, if the only target man that you're trying to get is covered, who else can you maybe aim for? There's nobody else there. That's why I think Artur Gomes is just like – it's unnecessary. Like, I, I get why we don't buy Navarro. And then uh, Amurin, for the price. Amurin also says that there hasn't been a striker that fits the character he wants, so he's not going to buy anybody unless they fit what he wants. Okay, fair. Artur is... But, but what character does Artur fit? Don't, like, when we, we have kids yet. like Fatawu, when we have guys like Rashinga. I'm, I, of course, we don't know yet. I'm just trying to I'm trying to figure it out in my own head, right? Like, skept, speculate on, on what the transfer is for, and yeah. I don't see it at all. Yeah. And another thing is, why sell Tabata then? If You know, Tabata's another one that you say, Steph, but, that's but, like an Abrolata, uh, but he never no, even got minutes. No, Tabata was never Abrolata. He, he needed space. He was more of an play, uh, elegant player. I like the battle, but let's put it this in into a different perspective. So Danny Saldanha plays for Sporting Portugal. You only wish, my friend. Okay, you only wish. So, I, I have a final. I have a final this uh, this Thursday for my men's league. Okay, Sporting. So, if you want to scout. So mm-hmm. you are you are Canadian, right? You are Canadian. Born so now Brazil. you have this chance at the end of uh, towards the end of your career that you can come back home to to Canada. And you really want to. And you speak to me. I'm your administration. And you say, hey, Steph, you got to let me, you got to cut me loose if uh, they want to buy me for $5 million. <laughs> I don't think that's the case with the vibe. Oh, no, it was. It was. Him and his so. family. Oh, yeah, of course it was. Because he left in a heartbeat without hesitating. He wanted to go back to Brazil with his family. It's not sometimes. Because he really, wasn't given minutes here, though. No, it's not only that. Because. Sometimes players want to go back home. And um, in this aspect, I think he wanted to leave. And Sporting, Verandes is not the kind of uh, president of this administration to cut uh, players' legs. If you want to go, we're going to let you go. And Mateus Nunes was the same thing. Why do you think he went to the Wolves, a, a medium team in England, after he said he wanted to go to Manchester City, a top team in England? Because at the end of the day, no one else was offering that kind of money. And then uh, Matheus Nunes said, I better go before, because you, now he's thinking the other way. I can go to the Wolves and shine, and then I can I can get bought by Manchester City or United. Could have done that. He could have done yeah. that here too, though. No. He could have played one more season, get bought by City or Liverpool. Liverpool wasted $80 million on Darwin. I know, but you're making 750000 at Sporting World. That about, I agree. About that the I vicinity. Agree. And now that they're paying you $3 million. <laughs> 3000000 million, yeah. It's mm-hmm. a no-brainer. After tax. Yeah, of you know, course, of course. I just watched on Netflix, Figo. Yeah, me too. Yes, yeah, yeah. Powerful. Yeah, yeah, Get fucking snake. But they look, but they look, man. <laughs> For this. For $1.5 million. Oh, my God. <laughs> but it's it's oh, interesting man. how the business is done in uh, behind the sceneries. Yeah, and it, it, it plays a big factor. The money, you know, 
it's, yeah. it's all about the money. Uh, mula, mula, mula. Yeah, I, agreed, agreed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's why Matthias left as well because he got the first. I still offer think he was forced was... out. He was forced out, and then he was like, "You know what? More money, fine. I'll accept it." But he doesn't nah, accept it. He I doesn't accept the money. If he's saying, "Okay, I know players can say something," he, some was, one he thing was forced not... out by whom? By this administration. No, this they accepted the deal. No, his release clause is in forty-five million. They they could easily say, "Give me 60. He's a crucial player. I know what you're saying, but there's a lot of pressure from the agent and the player that we don't see. That too. Yeah. Okay, fair, but I don't think that's. Necess- I think Matheus Nunes would have been happy at Sporting. I don't no. think he was the one forcing his way out. <laughs> for for me, so. I, I, so. I I disagree. I disagree yeah, with you. I I, I think, because ob- he rejected it first, right? He rejected exactly. the first offer. He said. Yeah, and then they came in with more money. That was the thing. They think they didn't come in with the exact same offer to Matthias Nunes, otherwise he rejected it. So he went. And I'm not saying Mendes didn't play a part. Of course he probably did. He helped convince. Let's also the day, exactly. The end of the Let's day, the person to forget. sign the dotted line was Matthias Nunes. And I'm not saying he had a gun to his head, like he signed this contract. I'm not saying that. I'm saying at the end of the day, okay, yes, he agreed to it. But I don't necessarily think it was within his plans to agree to it. I think he was more than happy to say no to it, knowing that maybe next year he would even get another offer from a better team, uh, even for the same money, if not more. All I'm saying is we didn't have to sell him. It wasn't a, a case where Mateusz Nunes is up to Verandas and Ugviana. Sell me. I want to get out. I want to play. I want to play. I was almost saying I want to play Champions League. He's not even playing Champions League. I want to play in the Premier League. Um, and then, uh, like I was saying, don't forget, Amurin also said, even on the press conference, who knows what the agent already promised them next season? That's a big thing. Who knows what the agent already promised them next season? I think next season he will be at Liverpool because Liverpool are desperate for a midfielder. They got a midfielder that was linked with us. They have Harvey Elliott who fucking – who the fuck's a Harvey Elliott? Let's be real. He's, he's a baller actually, but – not he's, to shit he's on Harvey Elliott. Yeah, he's a baller, but yeah. fair. But they played him a lot in midfield. Yeah, they've played him a lot. Tiago's out. Uh, uh, Fabinho's getting, and he's getting old. Fabinho's getting older. James Milner's getting older. You know what I mean? Kate's out as well. Yeah, Kate's out as well. So I, I just like, like, yeah, like Richard said, Matheus Nunes really wants to play the Carabao Cup. I don't think so. I, I, I don't think that's the case. You know what I mean? I, I think he would have been content at Sporting. And if Verandas doesn't sell him, and or Viana doesn't say, hey, this is a good offer for you, or or maybe the agent's not in his ear, he doesn't leave. But because the offer was accepted, obviously he's going to leave. No. And then it's the same thing with Tabata. It's the same no. thing with Tabata. I think Tabata, no. if you no. say, I want no. you to stay at Spartan, no. he no. stays at Spartan. No, no, I, no. I, I, no, no. To me, no. Steph, you can't, no. you can't convince no. me of this. No, no. He's young, too. Like, he's no. young. He doesn't want to leave here. <laughs> no. He was no. happy at Porto no. no, no, no. no. <laughs> I don't agree with you at all. Because Fair enough. Because the perfect example was Luis Net. Uh, a Greek team offered him. Uh, sporting a million, uh, the administrator said, okay, and the player said no. And he didn't go. So Mentos Nunes could have said, no, I don't want to go. You would have stayed. The last word is always the player. Yeah, the, the last word is always agreed. the player. If, if, every player, if Mentos Nunes wanted, wanted to, to stay, he would have stayed. He would have said, no, I want to stay. And Frederick Fernandes would have said, okay, that's fine. Because I'm contract fake. The, contra- the contract has been signed for X amount of years. The last word is always the player. Don't flip it and say it's it's uh, the club that decides who gets out, sold or not. No. So, so Slimani, Slimani wanted to get sold? No, that's different. And you know. Not, uh, no, it's different. Uh, no, no. No, it's different. Way different. 
You sound like my, you sound like my son, for God's sake. Oh my God, do I have to to explain to you why it's different? No. Okay, because Slimani was frozen out of the team. He but, was or, burnt or, out. He's burnt out. Yeah, uh, What about Renani Ribeiro then? He didn't want to leave. He didn't leave for two seasons. Now he left. The... No, you, you give me comparisons. The season he rescinded his contract. Can, Sometimes you, you just can, get forced to leave. You can't compare. No, no. Those players, they left. Ruben Ribeiro, that's an excellent example you're giving me, actually. Because he had he didn't leave for X amount of years. You know why he left now? Agreed. You know why he left now? Because he had a year he left. He had a Saudi Arabian team or whatever. He had a year left and he said, fuck it, let me, let me negotiate it. And guess what? He still got a bunch of money. You know how much Slimani got for to get out of Sporting? He didn't play shit for Sporting and he still got $550,000 of euros. Not bad. God damn it. I don't feel sorry for him. I don't feel sorry for him either, but I'm just saying, like, yes, the player, sometimes the players don't want to leave, but they have no other choice. How do you know Sporting's not telling Tabata, listen, we have to sell you? The same way Amorim went on to the press conference to say, we sold Tabata to keep Mateusz Nunes, and now all of a sudden we have to to sell Mateusz Nunes? Meaning what? We told Tabata, if you don't don't leave the Brazil, you're not playing. You're not. You're playing even less than you did last season. Not necessarily. You think that's Frederic Fernandes telling him that, or was it maybe Ruben Amorim? They had a one-on-one conversation. Ruben Amorim told him, "You I know think what? It's both parties." No, I think it was Ruben Amorim telling him, "I'm going to tell the truth. You're going to play, but you're not going to play as much well, as you think." It's, I think it's both. Let me tell you why I think it's both. It's because Frederic Fernandes is looking at the money, thinking we need to sell. Telling Amorim, we need to sell. Uh, Palinha, Mateus Nunes, this, this, and that. And Amorim Palinha saying, wanted to leave. Palinha yes, Palinha's fine. Palinha's fine. Palinha's fine. But we, we're Spartan. We have to sell players. I'm not saying we have to keep everybody. We have to sell players. All I'm saying is, was Mateus Nunes necessary to be sold? And when we sold him, when we I sold think, him, is I that the right Mateus time? I think Nunes, he, he got to one point and he said, I want to go. And, and that's and, crazy. And, I don't think you so. Know, you, well, I, th- I really think so. I think it was more him and his agent because who kept on calling him? Remember the conversations on the newspapers? Which, if we're going to believe it one way, we have to believe another way, the other way, too. Who kept on calling him? You tell me. I don't know. Brun Lage. Yeah. Ah, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, Brun Lage kept on calling him. And he even said in an interview that Brun Lage convinced him to come. And then, and then you throw, the, let's not forget, the money, the salary. Yes, hey, of you're course. Gonna, you're you're going to make three times more, and you're going to be exposed to the Premier League, the best league in the whole world. And once you you show what you got, don't worry about it. Manchester City, Manchester United, Liverpool, they will go after you, and you go play in the top-notch team. Which not always. That, not always. What not happened? always. What happened but to Rafinha? Yes. Well, the thing I went to Barca. I, that's I, not, good, that's not a top-notch team. Okay, Holy yes, shit. yes, it is. Oh, okay, okay, no, no, no. Okay, it is, it is, oh, it, is. Yeah. it is, it is. So I'm not saying not, but uh, it, but also, but to the same point, Steph. I also say, look at Darwin Nunes. Is he worth eighty million? A kill batata, a kill merda, that fucking pylon. That's that's playing for Liverpool right now. What what can I tell you? The propaganda. And he still went there. Bruno Fernandes left Sporting to Manchester United. It's not yeah. like we can't do it here at Sporting. The I think you have a, I think I think Mateus Nunes has a better chance of playing in the Championship next season than he does in the Champions League next season. Because 
okay, Wolves bought him for $45 million at Sporting. How much are Wolves going to demand for him now? A lot more. Uh, a, a lot more. At least 100 A no, lot of teams I, aren't paying I'm, that. I'm not going to say 100 okay, but I would 80. say 80. 80, yeah. A lot of teams aren't paying 80 And don't forget, we need money. I mean, like you said, we of need course, to sell. Of course, we do. We, do. we, we need, need to sell. sell. We need to sell. Yeah. I, th- I, mean, I just think we could have sold Matos Nunes for more if we waited. Yeah, yeah, but they were not offering more. So, I, I do have a question for you, Danny, about this. So, I, I see both sides of the argument, and I'm more on Steph's side, but I, I see your points. Okay, but the reason Toma, I, Toma. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I don't see it is because hey, hey, hey. I have I have juice box the other on my side. Oh, Steph, <laughs> it's one one. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but the only reason I, I i think to batter you might be on something saying that he was for I, I don't want to say the words forced out but it's like you either leave and you get game time starting at, at Pilmeras, i think you went to or you sit on the bench the decision is yours but i'm just letting you know when we you're not going to play a lot mm-hmm. whereas you can't really say that to matthews noons you can't exactly. say if you join you, you you like if you don't join, we're not playing you because he was the star man. Ruben Amarim has pretty much said it in every press conference that he he's the backbone of the team. He's going to be number one midfielder. So I don't understand how you can force out a midfielder like that. Like obviously you can say we've got the money for you. We would like it would be good for us if you could take it. But I I don't see how they can force out the the more popular theory I believe is that George Mendes probably had a massive part in convincing him, just like Paulo yeah. Futre and uh, his agent did it in a documentary. Obviously not to that sure. same level. Sure. But I I can't see as much as I s- s- let's be honest the negotiation from uh, Verandas recently like Ver- Bruno Fernandes was a good sale but before that you know not I think we can all agree negotiations isn't Verandas' strong point in in transfer market I think that's a fair assumption to say Especially but for me do you, yeah. do you really do you really think it's Verandas negotiating now no it's Uruguayana. And, uh, and his team, and the okay. team. But yeah. when okay. we say Verandas, we when we say Verandas, we mean that administration. Yeah, administration. the whole administration. Yeah, okay, okay, got it. Yeah. Okay. But but yeah, uh, that's the only reason I can't see them forcing out. Like, uh, would you say it was more of them not forcing, but like pushing him? Just say like the club can benefit from this instead of like yeah, you have Tabata. to go. Tabata. Tabata. Uh, uh, Matthias Nunes, sorry. Matthias Nunes. Uh, yeah, yeah, I definitely think it's that. It's listen, if if. We like Chris mentioned. Okay, maybe the like you said, they come in for less money, so that's why maybe Matuj Nunes uh, rejected it. But if it's about forty-five million, we had we had a, an offer like this a few weeks ago or a few months ago, and we, if I'm not mistaken, Sporting turned it down. Not even the player. No, Sporting accepted, and Matuj Nunes turned it down. That's why it didn't make sense at the time because it was exactly the same bid. Sporting said yes, but Matuj Nunes said he didn't want to go. Whether that was something to do with wages or promises or commission, uh, it was never released. But then listen, then, then, then my problem, then my problem with this is how we didn't prepare for this. Because if if we're if we're looking at it like the player, if if more money comes in, the player is going to say yes. Why do we not have another center mid on like on the scouting report ready to be bought at any moment? Or, and why yeah. are we being so cheap about it? Amurin was at one point saying we're not even going to re like reinvest it into the squad, like. That's yeah. fucking ridiculous. That, that's a fair. Point. I think that's what's fucked us over the start of this. That's why we're okay, eight points okay, back. Okay, okay, okay. Let's let's look at our plantel. So, goalies we have: Avin, Israel, uh, Andre Paulo. And... I don't count Andre Paulo. I'm as much as a goalkeeper as these days. Okay, man. fine. <laughs> that's fine. 
So, so defense. <laughs> and let me let me have you take on this. We have Matheus Reis. We all like him, right? Yeah. Uh, Jeremiah Saint Just. He yeah. seems to be a good player. Let's see about his health. Yeah. Quats. There's no doubt everybody likes him. Luis Nets is reliable, very conservative, reliable. Good backup, yeah. Yeah. Pedro Burro, no questions about that. Inasu, good to go. He needs to regain his form. Ricardo Gaio, a good backup. I wouldn't say more than that. I I, I I agree. agree. Good backup, yeah. Yeah. Can start some games. Wait. Okay. Oh, wait. Is that all the defense you just said? No, no, no. Oh, sorry. Go, 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 go. go, go. Jose Marsa. He's a floater between the B team and the A team. Mas ele vai jogar? He's, he's a floater. He's between the B and the A team. I just hope he plays. Yeah, he's a floater. So I hope he plays. Do, do I'm waiting. Want... I've been waiting a year and a half already. I hope do, he plays. Do you want me to give you a few minutes to Google floater? Or no? <laughs> no, I get it. I, stuff, I get what you're saying. It's not <laughs> I, against I, I don't you. think it's you want to Google you. that, man. It's yeah, not man. against you. The wrong image. It's not mind. against you. I'm saying... When we, when we, anyways, go ahead, go ahead. Roman and Morin likes. <laughs> I just him. think we're we're not playing them. No, I know. He likes the, him, doesn't like them enough to play them. No, but, but I've let's him, say, let's say if you not play fifteen year olds, but let's he's see, not Marsa. Let's say, let's see Inacio or Luis Nets gets hurt. I think he's up up and coming. He's the one to be placed on. If if Matus Reis, if one of the left backs are out, maybe then yeah. Yeah. So. Well, if one if, if one Three of the center backs get, gets hurt, he's the next in line. Then mm-hmm. uh, the last but, but not least defenders, it's Flavio Nezinho. Okay, so again, he's one we've we've not seen enough of to give an opinion. Exactly, he's, he's but, but we're stacked on that position though. Left wing yeah. back, we're stacked. In the preseason, he played center back at one point. I don't know if you guys yeah, remember. He did. Yeah. Okay, midfielders, we have Morita. I think he's okay. He's not like Pelinha. But let's give him some time because it's a it's not Santa Clara, it's a big big club. So let's give it some time. Yeah, that even was... when Joel Mario came over the first time, he needed the, the time to adjust. Exactly. That, yeah. Yeah. Ugart, no, no need to waste time on this one. But again, mm. sir, he's hurt. Uh we might I, see I him. like him still. Yeah, I love him too. Yeah. So maybe they said October, uh November. No, uh Jan- after that. He was a, an ACL. I think he'll be out. For, but I'm gonna say it's probably the whole season. Yeah. No, they said half of the season. So I'm optimistic. Let's say November. Fuck it. <laughs> I, definitely, nice. I, I, I think definitely if it's, in the new year. Like if it's November, I'm I'm overreacting with the Mitters Nunes uh, um, selling. Now we'll see if it's November. Yeah, but I don't now, think it would be. Then we have Pedro Gonçalves. No introduction needed. Yeah. And then he, here's the two names that we haven't mentioned. Matheus Fernandes, is he mature enough? And Dario Izugu. Maybe Izugu. But even still, though, to win a I championship... Don't, I, don't think so. I don't think any of them are ready yet. No yeah. disrespect, of No, course, I'm but... with you. I'm with you. But maybe Tasa de Liga play them. Yeah. Tasa yeah. de Portugal yeah. against Alverca maybe play them. And then but... we lose again. And then we lose again. <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> okay, Schweikers, we have uh, Edwards... Nunes, Rochinha, Trincão, Fatu, Paulinho, Ribeiro, and Germetti, who is a floater as well. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and this Jovan. is... And Jovan. Jovan. Who, who yeah. I, I personally don't like Jovan. And, 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 the, and the Greek, and the Greek guy, so... Yeah, yeah. So, so, this is our squad. This is what we have, and I think Ruben and Mourinho was thinking, 
then one of these youngsters could be replacing mm-hmm. Matheus Nunes. But now we realize that they're not, they're not ready. level at all. Yeah. I like yeah. Shidmiti, but I think Shidmiti is realizing, fuck, this is the big boys league. And I don't think I have I'll be surprised I if he plays any minutes this season. Yeah, the thing is with, with the youth players, I think Amarin said it in press conference, it's, it's much harder for them to get into the first team as it was in 2020 Four. because yeah. that was, that was. let's be honest, We it, I'm not going to say it's a fluke that we won the league, but that was the rebuilding season. No one expected us to be, I don't think anyone expected us to be top two. Let's be honest, it was top three. No, I think the goal was to try to get Champions League. That was just the goal. It wasn't to win okay. the league. But we had the third place was still Champions League back then, wasn't it? I think. Ah, fair. So fair. So yeah. yeah. So maybe even so, third. Yeah. I think I think third, but I think even when we came on here, we said third, fourth. I don't think anyone said higher than that. Um, and but like that, like we said, it was Ignacio came in from the B team. Even Eduardo Caresma had minutes and, and came in from the B team. There were so many youngsters that came up, and then last year we we really didn't see a lot of it. To be honest, there was yeah. a handful. Asugo got I think one game where he, he started, and that was it. Master came on like the last five minutes in the last game of the season. Like, I don't know if this is a whole thing about maybe our recruitment in youth level needs to be better and we need to find better youngsters or maybe we need to upgrade the academy or, or something like that. But, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be much more difficult. Um, I believe at the start of the season, all the hype was about Matheus Fernandes. There was, he was on the cover of record saying he was going to be like, when, especially when Bragan got injured, I'm pretty sure that was the thing yeah. that he was going to be the, the rotation between Matheus Nunes and uh, Ugarte Morita. Um, but, but yeah, like, like Juice Bot says, not every player is Nuno Mendes and maybe our expectations are so high because even Inacio is, is a great from, from youth play. You, you wouldn't find those all the time, but I think it's difficult not to compare to the other teams in this, this situation. So right last year, Fabio Vieira came from the B team and obviously he's now got to Arsenal was fantastic, fantastic player. Same with Vitinho. I know he went to Wolves and, and that, but he's still, That's still an academy player. Yeah, of course. Um, Even Befica now this season, they have the Ruju guy. They have that other kid at center mid, that uh, center back that they, they have, just they have the two center back. They have that Morata, and I think it's Antonio Antonio Diaz. That's the kid I'm talking about. Yes, I yeah. forget his name. But even Befica, I think what it is with us, we 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 got the we got a really good class of players. Mateus Nunes or Nunu Mins, I should say. Even Mateus Nunes, you can include in that. Tiago Tumaj. Yeah. Who say what you want about him? Even Kuresma, Kuresma. Um, so, so I, I just you know even Nazingu. Like we had a Dumaj, We had like a good, a good little, a good little spur of players. Wait, wait. If you look at if you look at Manchester United, the ninety, the class of ninety nine, they still get talked about today, right? Mm-hmm. I just don't think right now we have those players in the academy at the moment. They're players that. Not saying they're bad, but you they'll need time to grow. I, I think there's some players that might be ready for the A team, but maybe they're in positions that that are already super competitive and they just can't break through, you know? But it, just, it is what it is. I'm gonna say a couple things because uh everyone thinks that Befica is a super team, but as we saw against Vizela and and uh what was the last game that the referees helped them against Pasfreitas? Yes. Okay, so so they gave them a PK, which was bullshit. And then in the 90 plus four minute, Pasfreda was a PK in their favor, and the, and the referee didn't call it. Against Vizela, they gave them eight minutes, and he went to the 10th minute. And that's when they got the PK. 
it's it's a, a team that spent millions of dollars as the, the 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 budget four times higher than ours. They still need mm-hmm. help from the referees. They still need help from the referees, and to me, that's embarrassing. And that's why they're a super team because no. they don't play with eleven on the pitch. They play with fourteen against eleven. That's exactly. why they're a super team. And I've had this discussion with Befiquistas in Portugal while I was in Portugal now, and they agreed that the the penalties were very shaky. And it's embarrassing that in Portugal this shit still goes on with the VAR, because you had two examples: Ubique do Vizela do Benfica, e qual foi o outro que foi semelhante? They had Braga, Braga Guimarães. Braga Guimarães. nem nem assim. With Benfica, it hits the back and the elbows tucked. With the Guimarães defender, he's like this. And it, it hits his arm, and it's not a penalty. And, and, and of course, people could, could, could come up with examples from 1980, the Sporting, the Port. But we're not talking about 1980. We're talking about 2022, the present time. This is going on, the VAR. With the VAR. And I hate that about the Portuguese league. That's why we'll never be a good league. We'll be a farmer's league. And that's why everyone watches the Premier League. That's a top-notch league. Everybody wants to... Watch that league and play in that league because it's a great league. Even the referees are awesome. I know Sam, you know, can say this, this week uh, was shaky. Yeah, this this week was bad. This week was shaky. West Ham, West Ham, Chelsea, <laughs> and there was one not 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 not, not in Forest. Uh, Leeds there was, versus Brentford as well. I yes. think there was there was four decisions that was were said by like the FA, like the governing body, that said they were wrong, which you which usually yeah. doesn't happen, but. And, no, and, I get, I get and hopefully none of them were the were the Arsenal game because that's just Arsenal fans crying. About oh, Ulrich uh, uh, Moreira, he just put up that the uh, Juvenis squad is stacked and they are. They're losing two nothing. They came up and they won three two against SLB. It's a uh, it's a mix of uh, the uh, Iniciates under 15 and the under 17. Both squads they were champions of Portugal. Those guys gonna be great. Are they, they ready are for Are they ready for the Primera? They're going to be no, great. Agreed. That's what they, I'm saying. They, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean, we just sold a player for three million dollars to um, an Udinese. Italian team. Udinese, yeah. yeah. You know what's going to happen to that player? We'll never hear from him again. <laughs> <laughs> Another Felix Correa that went to Man yeah. City, and we don't even know where the fuck he is now. Yeah, it's, maybe it's Parma or some shit. He went after the money. Another Thiago Lotti. Yeah, getting married. Good luck to him, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, yeah, with the Befica game as well, I'm not gonna touch it. But like uh, that Gonzalo Ramos one, like I personally, I've, I'm 50 50 with it. Where like the he 50, falls 50 50. The rule says if he hits the back, you're back. And no, 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 the one the, before the, the one Gonzalo that they're crying, one. the one that they're crying, they're like, yeah, we, okay, this one's a shaky penalty, but what about before? Like, if you gotta argue the penalty you got, I know, I know, but the one that wasn't for a penalty you didn't get is ridiculous. You can't cancel one for the other. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that doesn't make that doesn't make sense. I know, and I heard that. uh, I heard heard that argument on Twitter. Like, what the fuck? Just okay, you got sacked of one PK, but just because he didn't call the 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 one, get another made up one. Yeah, Yeah. oh, that's fine. He cancels the other one. Get the fuck out of here, Steph. I was telling Sergio, if that's the case. Then Sporting are old fucking 20 penalties every fucking year. Full of this. If Let's go a, back. If that's the case, uh, Sporting would have been champion at 37 times like they are. Oh. But yeah, what I was saying was that that penalty, right? I know what we said, like the two wrongs don't make uh, another penalty. 
but that one i i would say even though i'm i could see why they didn't give it that one i would have been okay there's, there's obviously contact and he goes yeah. down penalty but they didn't they didn't even look at var for that one for both of them for i either. think yeah either. for either which is the main issue. That's what it's there for. I think it's yeah. more of an ego thing. These referees like, oh, I'm not wrong. I know I'm right, blah, blah, blah. And they don't want to go I was, to, the, I was, to the screen. I was seeing a reportage just after, and they were saying whoever the ref was on the Befica game is the one that least looks at VAR throughout, like, from all the referees. So I think it might just be – I don't think it's so much – I'm not saying that there isn't corruption. I still think there is. But I think it's more of an incompetence than it is of corruption. I, I think these, these refs okay, are just Okay, stupid. so so let me ask you something. Well, what's your job? I'm a I'm a financial advisor. Do you have a boss? Of course, unfortunately. Okay. So if you're Actually, not she's nice. So if you're not performing, what happens? <laughs> just in case she's watching. She's she's, she's, she's nice. She's nice. She's she's a very nice person. <laughs> she's, no, very, she's nice. She's very nice. Very nice. I just joined the company not that long ago. She's she's beautiful. She's beautiful woman. <laughs> beautiful woman. Inside. I'm about to get fired. <laughs> She's a great I, person. Okay, good. You take it so, to HR, man. Well, <laughs> where's the edit button? <laughs> Let's turn the page. Uh, so if you don't perform, what do you think is going to happen? Um, probably going to get fired or at least a serious talking to. Well, same thing with Sam, same thing with me. So these fucking referees, if they're not performing, agreed, agreed. they have a boss. They should sack them and say, get out of here. And and that's what the Portuguese, they need that's a great leader. Fail. Someone yeah. with big balls that says, "Hey, you're not performing at the standards that we need you to." But but Pedro Proença isn't going to do that to his boys, and then whoever takes over Pedro Proença is going to be another referee, so he's not going to do that to his boys. So, no, I'm with I, you, Steph. It starts from the top. Ujus Box Liali said, "Who Costa threaten someone?" Maybe. Not, but I got to tell you, actually, I like Rui Costa. And I think he's doing a phenomenal job for Benfica. He had he, he had to eat a lot of shit from the Benfica fans because that was not his team. That was not his coach. He had to wait until until he turned the page and he rebuilt Benfica, not only in soccer, in football, but also in the modalities. If mm-hmm. you look at the modalities, Benfica is doing well it. as well. Yeah. The only one he's not doing so, so well is uh, futsal and handball. And okay, Petit Sport is dominating those three. Uh, basketball, they dominating it. They dominating volleyball. And ladies are dominating every aspect of the business. So he's turned around the, the Befica. And I was afraid of that because he's a very competent individual, very liked in the Befica um, uh, fan base. And I was afraid of that. Now he's doing well. Um, and it, in our club, Half of the Sportingistas, or maybe less, likes Frederic Verandes, but he doesn't conquer everybody. And that's our downfall. He's not, he doesn't have charisma. Not everybody likes him. Um, but, you know, the Portuguese league sucks. We all know that. And, and they don't want to fix it. It's obvious. The VAR has been in play for how long? A couple of years now? And we four, still make... Four or five, I think. They yeah. still don't know how to use it. And we're still making the same goddamn mistakes. Uh, you know, it's like call it the way it is. Don't be afraid to to call it the way it is. Yeah. If it's a PK in the pitch against Vissel a bit of mod, call the same PK against Sporting Porto. Don't be afraid. Yeah. But they're not consistent, and no one is calling them to the to the carpet. They should be reviewing those fucking plays and get together. Hey, Danny, you fucked up on this game. You're out. You're not gonna be a referee for the next month. <laughs> 
or so, you suspend it. Just like they give yellow cards, 12 yellow cards in the studio sporting. <laughs> 12. Yeah. And now you guys know why. How much is it per yellow card? It's 500 euros per yellow card. 500. You know who makes that money? A Liga Portuguesa. It's a lot of money. It's a business, brother. So every yellow card they, they show, mais vai para a Liga. Portugal is phenomenal in showing in giving fines to the clubs. Every every weekend it's ten thousand dollars for Sporting Porto Benfica. From something that happened in twenty seventeen. And then got a fine because he didn't have the uh, how do you call it? The right credential. I mean, are you kidding me? Uh, the Portuguese league is 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 more communist than than North Korea. <laughs> no, it is. You, they say Portugal is a democratic country. Is it though? Because anytime you express your feelings, you get a you get a fine in the Portuguese league. Even a journalist at the Sporting TV, she asked a question about fucking Slimani. And she got jammed up because she, it was not in the parameters of that specific flash interview. Are you kidding me? And coming from Sporting, that's embarrassing. Uh, it's, what's going on in Portuguese league? It disgusts me. O Benfica vai ser campeão para com 20 pontos de avanço. Não tenho dúvidas. With all the PKs they've been given and shitty fouls, já podem encomendar as faixas campeões. And on that note, uh, I will get the Liga win table up um, just so we can go over where we are. So we are currently sat in ninth position. Uh, let me see if I can move that. Oh, no. One sec. Cool. We are in ninth posi uh, position. Benfica currently top unbeaten. Uh, Braga hot on their heels, though, with only one draw. I think Braga are looking a really good team at the moment as well. At, at this rate, I don't see why they can't keep it up and challenge for... Europe or, or the title. I know Dave's in here, so he's probably saying the saying the, the same thing. But um, yeah, what are your thoughts, uh, Danny? I'll give it to you. Uh, currently, uh, what are your thoughts on the season, and how are we going to get? Um, do you think we're going to be able to get top two, top three, even top four at this rate? <laughs> I think yeah. I'm back. I think I'm back. Sorry. Yeah. Say that again. What are your thoughts on the season? Or what, am, what am I asking? What am I answering? Like, where, where are we going to finish? Top <laughs> top three? Yes. Say, say, Sammy sound like CMTV. <laughs> I'm, with you, I'm with you, though. I do think I do think Braga, Braga are looking good this year. If Befica are in help, oh, I think Braga oh, can oh. make a title challenge. Uh, yeah, Braga is looking good after the way they won the game against Guimarães. Are you fucking kidding me? They dominated guess, that game. You not watch the dominated that game. The way they scored at, at towards the end. Yeah, you, but look at us. We lost we, the shots. We, 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 we won the league. They, they, we won the what league I'm, like What that. I'm saying is they gave six minutes of overtime. Explain it to me how they scored in the 98th minute. It was <laughs> given six minutes. The, the, it was like a temercar. There would have been a penalty on the 30th minute. The game should have ended at the 96th minute. Uh, and then I went agree. on until the 98th. Why? Dave, if it's 96, Dave, it's 96. Don't give any more time. Look at Dave even, even before, before that end. game. Even before that game, 3-0 against Camilacau, 5-0 against Maritimo, 6-0 against Aroca. 
Like three three against us. Good. It doesn't matter against Gimarangs. He shouldn't have won the game. It was a okay. given to them. But they 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 shouldn't have lost. What you, they should have tied. Yeah, a point a point against the Gimarangs isn't that bad of a point. What what I'm saying is it would have been less two points. They would have been in third place. Fair, but I still think they're a great team this year. But uh, but I'm with Dave actually. I think there's a good. They, they they deserve the win at the end of the day. Whether they I'm not whether they got it after they or not. Befico, Befico should have lost. Should have lost points too. Then obviously, like we obviously, obviously, I obviously said like that admitted. to you. What I what I'm saying is the referees in Portugal they say six minutes of overtime, and for some reason they're extending it to yeah. additional time. But why? Same thing happened that? in England. Liverpool, Fulham, same thing happened. But they can be doing that shit. It's like if you're giving six minutes, six six minutes. Don't don't increase the time. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, I, I think Sporting finished in fourth this season. No, I said it. I said Steph. it. Steph. I'm worried. No, I'm worried. I'm, I'm worried. Don't, I, I think I think Sporting can, has a shot of becoming champion of Portugal if Ben if Benfica is not so is not benefited so much like they are up to the fifth match. Uh, Benfica shouldn't have won at least out of the five games, two games. It should have been two ties. Okay. I I wouldn't, uh, I don't know, because I, I predicted third before the season started. Now I, I find it, I know what you said about the Gimarães uh, match, Steph, and I, that's fair enough, but you can't deny the results before that. Like I said, 6-0 against the Rock, 5-0 against Maritimo. Three knowing from Melikau, even three goals against us is is not something easy to do. Banta doesn't stop scoring. Vitinha looks good. They have a bell Ruiz and they the kept water as well. They, they kept Amusrati. Okay, okay, and all fine and all fine and dandy, all fine and dandy. Now I agree with you guys. Great performances, but we know we do know as well as I do. It's not how you start; it's how you end it. Of course, yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. hope I hope them but, nothing but. Utter failure, as well as the other three. So far, so far, but so far, only, so good. So far, the the only major thing that concerns me, the best player that Benfica got so far, it's uh, arbitrage in Portuguese. That's the best player Benfica got this year, and that scares me because they've been benefit tremendously. And I call it the way it is. You go back and watch it, and Braga got a little bit of a. Uh, you know, help from the referee. Hey, let's extend a little more, uh, 30 more seconds. Maybe you can score within those 30 more seconds. And they did. And to me, that was unfair to Guimarães because they played great defensively. They didn't deserve to win, but at least a tie. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, on that note, I think that's all the time we have for today. Uh, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head that um, we missed in the, the last two weeks we were off. But uh, yeah, that was 159. We shall be back, um, believe it or not, episode 160 fits in. But uh, if you want to follow these guys on Twitter, make sure to follow Danny here. Uh, make sure to follow Steph there and myself here as well. And please, we are so, I'll say we're so close. We're still about 300 away from 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. So if you haven't already, please subscribe to YouTube. Uh, follow us on Twitter. TikTok content will be up and running again. Uh, all, all the social media platforms Twitter, Facebook, uh, TikTok, YouTube. Give us a follow, give us a subscribe, whatever you can do to support us. We really appreciate it. Again, thank you all for joining us and peace. <laughs>